Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. I am your host, Adam Cousins, and this is the SmackDown Lowdown. Uh, SmackDown last week was a very, very promo-heavy show. I think there was about 31 minutes of wrestling in a two-hour show. If I wanted to see a pro a show with a load of talking, I would have watched EastEnders or Emmerdale. Uh, this wasn't good for me at all. I didn't enjoy SmackDown because of the talking too much and not enough action in the show for me personally. SmackDown kicked off with a segment between Paul Heyman and, and LA Knight. Um, you know, talking was the was the uh, abundance of this show. Uh, basically, LA Knight has got Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel in two weeks for the Undisputed Universal Championship. And this just sets up next week's contract signing or this week's contract signing, uh, which, as we all know, contract signings never go according to plan in wrestling. Um, so what do we expect from this one? I think we're just going to get a little bit of action. SmackDown this week is on FS1, um, so ratings will be lower. Do we expect LA Knight to beat Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel? No, we don't. I don't think it's going to happen. It'll be a massive, massive shock if it did. Uh, just can't see it happening. It's too... Uh, we're nowhere near finished with Roman Reigns and the bloodline, so I definitely cannot see uh, LA Knight winning this match. Or at least winning it. Cleanly, they may win by DQ or count or something like that. And um, the first match uh, on the show was actually really, really good. It was smack. It was uh, Santos Escobar versus Montez Ford. Santos Escobar, part of the LWO, Montez Ford, aligning himself with Bobby Lashley and Angelo Dawkins. Uh, maybe the new hurt business to a degree. Um, really good back and forth match of this. Montez Ford uh, picks up the victory uh, in in this. Uh, and then as they all started attacking uh, Escobar, as they all started attacking, sorry, yeah, Escobar uh, with Cruz del Toro and uh, with Cruz del Toro also getting involved and getting uh, getting beat up on the outside of the ring. Out comes Carlito with the steel chair to make the save. Uh, Carlito obviously joined the uh, Latino World Order uh, the last show, thanks to Rey Mysterio. Uh, I still think the LWO will end up being a heel group. They'll kick out Rey Mysterio and Carlito will probably head that group, in my opinion, as a heel version of the end of the LWO. That's where I think with that. Montez Ford really needs to pick up the victory on this one because it's, you know, to build momentum um, going into the new, the new partnership with Bobby Lashley. Where does that lead? Where does that lead Lashley? It's still not quite materialized yet what's going on there but it's intriguing enough uh to keep me to keep me uh watching especially because i'm a big fan of the street profits i like bobby lashley as well i like the group it's just seeing where they go with it lwo has really been for want of a better phrase a jobber group um uh, although they're very good merchandise sellers so wwe will keep them together like i said a heel group potentially with carlito um Damage control pumping up EO Sky for the main event against Charlotte Flair. There was a great, uh, pretty deadly uh, vignette that was aired of, of celebrating after their last win. 
Um, Mysterio at the back was um, telling the LWO that he's going to handle the business with Logan Paul by himself. He didn't need him at ringside, which got a few little looks there. And one of them was Escobar. He didn't look too happy with Rey Mysterio. So interesting, like I said, going back to potentially the breakup of the LWO, or at least the kicking out of Rey Mysterio and Carlito being a leader, could well be looking at that way, just judging by that particular segment. There was a part of the bloodline where Jimmy Uso was bragging what he does, what he has done uh, to uh, Raw last week, costing his brother Jay and Cody uh, the tag team titles. Uh, Next, we had John Cena come to the ring and was teasing retirement. Um, But he then said he believes he can still go and he can still bring it. And his time is now to turn the maps around. It's been ages since his last single victory in 2018. But just bear in mind, he's been away for a long period of time. But whoever walks out of that curtain next is going to get smoked. Out comes Solo Sokoa. <laughs> of all people to throw, yeah, say he's going to get smoked and uh, Solo comes out. Uh, they must start throwing haymakers at each other. Jimmy Uso comes in the ring, super kicks uh, John Cena. And then a masked man. Pulls Jay Uso out, Jimmy Uso, sorry, out of the ring, super kicks uh, Jimmy into the timekeeper's area. Turns out to be uh, Jay Uso. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Cena uh, plants Solo with the attitude adjustment. And I think that sets up a Solo Sokoa Cena match, maybe at Crown Jewel. I know they were talking about it at the Rumble, even WrestleMania was, was talked about, but potentially that will happen now at Crown Jewel. Cena's finishing up, I think, his latest run with WWE, although. With the Hollywood writer strike still ongoing, Cena could be around a bit longer yet. Maybe he can start ticking some more dates off and actually doing things. I don't think this um, run for Cena has been great in a WWE. He needs to top it off. I thought we were going to see some maybe some dream matches or matches that Cena wanted to have. And all we've had for six or seven weeks, barring the odd match and a referee, is, is Cena talking. So for me, disappointed run for Cena, but hopefully... We're going to see more of him now. We can see more of him now uh, because of the writer strike is still ongoing in Hollywood. We shall see. Uh, another Alba Fryer, Isla Dawn uh, Igmore, uh, vignette was done. Really looking for looking forward to them coming back. The tag team division is still a bit weak on the women's side, so I'm looking forward to seeing them come back and hopefully adding something to it. Um, we go back to Nick Aldis's office now. Nick Aldis is the new SmackDown GM. Thank Christ. Uh, really happy to see all this on, on the screen as well. Uh, he's fine, Jey Uso, 10 grand. He was kicking him out of the, board, the building. Adam Pierce was saying, look, don't worry. Uh, I will be here. Why don't, you, you know, why don't I uh, oversee him leaving? And by the way, you should also find Jimmy 10 grand because of what he done on Raw. And Adam Pierce kicks them both out of the office. Is this setting up now? A lot of people are saying, oh, this is setting up war games uh, for Survivor Series between Raw and SmackDown. I don't actually think it is, although Adam Pearce had let the games begin as he was uh, being escorted out. Perhaps some Raw and SmackDown five-on-five match, traditional Survivor Series matches. I don't know. But it is, I think from what I read, there's no plans to do a Raw v SmackDown war games match as it stands at Survivor Series. We are still four or five weeks away so that could plans could change pretty quickly on that because you know this new these general managers on both shows wasn't a thing until two weeks ago so perhaps they're going to change it around and do the war games and survivor series although i still think 
it's going to be part of to do with the judgment day is going to be heavily involved in that but we'll see uh logan paul and ray mysterio was out next uh basically uh logan paul come out and said along the lines of um when he when he won or when he was last here or roman reigns was here defending his title la Knight didn't have a job uh there's loads of things that happened since he goes and and basically when he last bought ray mysterio dominic was still his son <laughs> uh, he brought out Ray Mysterio. Uh, Ray Mysterio basically says you've got. A, he reminds him a lot of my son. Uh, natural ability, passion. You're dripping with passion. Incredible career ahead of you, and a big mouth. And he needs some humbling, and he's going to kick some sense into you. Uh, with Dominic, he was a little reluctant, but with Logan Paul, you're not. So it does, and they have quite a fierce-looking handshake to end that segment, and Logan Paul will go one-on-one with Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship at Crown Jewel uh, next Saturday. Uh, probably Logan Paul walks out of that with the championship. Uh, that's what I, what's my belief. Um, uh, WWE will look to put it on Logan Paul because of that social background, the 30 million followers. He'll wear that wherever he goes. Uh, I've got a real uh, sneaky suspicion they're going to go with Logan Paul uh, for the title, but we we will see in a couple of weeks. Uh, A tag match next, uh, A-Town down under, Austin Fury, Grayson Waller, Dragon Lee and Cameron Grimes. Decent enough tag match, um, but Austin Fury and Grayson Waller wins. Um, I think this is just a case of four guys that they... They don't know what they're doing with. Um, Grayson Waller and, and Austin Fury have been a tag team for a little bit. Cameron Grimes we've hardly seen since the draft. I think he picked up a quick win over Baron Corbin and has been sitting in catering for a while. They've called Dragon Lee up to SmackDown with no real plan. And this is the big thing that I thought would be different under Triple H. The NXT call-ups that have notoriously been disastrous uh, over the recent years um, with when Vince was in charge with Nick Khan. I thought the Triple H one would be slightly different because he's been down there. He knows them. You know, he knows how it works. But with Dragon Lee, he's just been called up. There's no direction. It seems if they don't know what to do with him. So they're just going to put him in with Cameron Grimes, someone else who they don't know what to do with. And they've just called up. If a call up doesn't make sense or they have no plans for these guys, don't call them up because it absolutely tarnishes the work that they've done down in NXT. And it really annoys me. Quite frankly, it pisses me off. That they call these guys up with no direction and no storyline and no feuds to kickstart. Really not happy with the way that they're doing this. And I'm hoping, and I still hope, that Triple H will see some sense and, uh, you know, start building these guys up from NXT uh, a lot better. But we'll see. We'll see. There's, there should be some coming up real soon as well. Perhaps Cora J, perhaps Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes eventually will come up, Elia Dragunov, you know, Tiffany Stratton. So we'll hope to see a bit more direction of them. Uh, Kathy Kelly sat down with Kevin Owens next. Uh, Kevin Owens was a bit upset that he's been uh, gone to SmackDown at the expense of Jey Uso. uh, But he's here and he wants to fight. And who does he want to punch? Well, Grayson Waller and uh, Austin Fury were two in the face uh, that he's looking at doing. But he wants to be able to make sure that Kevin Owens is his show. SmackDown is a Kevin Owens show. Uh, basically, and that's where the Kevin Owens. What does happen with Kevin Owens on SmackDown? I mean, 
he's already had the feud with Roman. So where does he go? Is it a United States Championship? There's no real tag team there for him. He's he's going to be a loner on SmackDown. And it's where does he go? What does he do? He's surely not going to get involved in the bloodline stuff again. That's kind of finished, you would think. Is he going to be another one lost in the shuffle with quite a few of them on SmackDown? Quite possibly. But we'll have to wait and see as, as the weeks and months progress on SmackDown what happens with Kevin Owens. But I hope they've got a plan for him and it isn't just a, an idea of just moving him just because of Jey Uso coming to Raw. Uh, next week on SmackDown, LWO Battle the Street Profits. You probably think the Street Profits will win that. But anyway, main event time. Uh, EO Sky versus Charlotte Flair for the Women's Championship. I will say this. I've been saying this for ages on this podcast. We've all been saying it. Give the women's match, give the women decent feuds that make sense, give them matches that make sense, and give them time. This match, although it's slightly getting a bit boring with the whole Charlotte Flair in every in every title match that you know that she wants. Um, this match delivered, the feud has delivered. 16 minutes this got, 16 minutes or so this match got bell to bell. A great match between two look great competitors. The only thing I have with this is once again, we're having too much interference in the match that allows EO Sky to pick up the victory. Uh, be at, at the end of it, there was a beatdown on Charlotte Flair before the returning Bianca Belair come back and cleaned house and, and fist bump Charlotte at the end. I was hoping Bianca Belair would be a part of the Street Profits Bobby Lashley group. Perhaps she will be. Uh, in the future, that could be something that they do. I know they wasn't keen on turning her heel, apparently, according to reports, but hopefully that does happen because I think that character needs a refresh. She, she has been off our screens for a while, and it's always good to see Bianca back because she can go. However, I'm just not certain now that the face run, well, I'm just certain now that the face run is finished and it's time for her to go heel, albeit she did get a really big pop when she come out and cleaned house. But it's too samey-samey, this, on SmackDown. We see this now. We've seen it for so many weeks. Damage control, Charlotte Flair. Damage control, Oscar. Damage control, uh, Bianca. has already been done. We don't need to see it now. It's time for them to move on into different directions. What directions will they be? Well, that's down for them, WWE, to do. But it's about time now that we focused on a new challenger for EO Sky a new challenger for Charlotte Flair. Bianca Belair's just returned, so I'm guessing that's going to be EO Sky's first challenger, but it's already been done. We now need to focus on refreshing the women's division, I think, a little bit on SmackDown. Call up the likes of Tiffany Stratton. Give them a, an opportunity. Where does Jay Cargill fit in all of this? Um, but for me, yeah, very much too samey-samey going on, but a great main event apart from the interference from damage control, but a good main event nevertheless. But guys, this has been a quick SmackDown lowdown. We're so busy. We've got interviews dropping this week. We've got more review shows. We've got more shows we're attending to. Just keep an eye on these channels. Hit us up on Twitter at HTT Buckle. Search Hitting the Turnbuckle podcast on all the socials. We are there. We are heading off to Impact Wrestling. We have a press ticket or press past impact wrestling show in Coventry at the weekend. Andy and Chris will be attending that show. 
Uh, as I am going to be off on my holidays next week. I am off to Madrid. So I will be taking a week's break from the podcast next week. I hope you don't miss me too much. Uh, but myself and my girlfriend, Rachel, who does all of our Instagram posts and pictures and Christ knows what else, are taking a break to Madrid. So we'll be away from the channel for a bit, but we'll be back uh, for the following week for sure. But guys, this has been another Hitting the Turnbuckle podcast. I have been your host, Adam Cousins. And until next time, everybody... Buckle down and stay safe. Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.